Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Chat Myths. This is a series where we tackle common myths in the health and fitness industry and give our personal thoughts on their legitimacy and bring you that study back data as well. This week we track training on an empty stomach. We also take a closer look at intermittent fasting, EPOC, commonly known as the afterburn effect, and basically explore why we think this is very personal and it comes down to you know numerous individual factors. Let's get into it. Hello boys, how are we doing? Welcome back. Good Hi, evening. How's it going? How are we all doing, right? Yeah, very well yourself. Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Are you sure, Bill? I've, I've heard you're a bit frail with your hand. What happened? Yeah, me... what's happened to your hand, oh, mate? Tell me, well, sweetie. So when you, you know when you lift a barbell and then you just wrap your fucking tits in and you drop it and you... yeah. I do, yourself. Bill. That's how I fucked my last gym, if you remember, right? I dropped the barbell on an overhead press and I fucked the gym floor, didn't I? But I didn't drop it on my hand, at least. Yeah, no, I'll drop this on my finger. It's, it's all right. That's only a little, it's a little, it's a little bit swollen, but it's all right. I condemned um, Chatham gym floor, didn't I? Last time I lifted above my head. Oh yeah. Speaking <laughs> of dropping weight, yeah, you did. Yeah, the whole of the gym in uh, yeah, the barracks like, gym. I think it was like hundred, hundred and sixty to two hundred grand's worth of damage. It wasn't <laughs> me. It wasn't me. Okay, well, it was okay, all of us it was... Wasn't it? over months and months and months of us lifting. This yeah. is this is why we can't afford day sacks. because <laughs> yeah, the MOD is still uh, shelling out for Andy's damage control. Yeah, I it was so bad it. though, wasn't it? I when they lifted it up the floor, real the good. Yeah, <laughs> I, f- I fucked it real good. Uh, what it wasn't my doing? fault. So basically, oh, every good story starts off if it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so our core guy, he decided to get these fucking well expensive, really thick. Like what were they? Like 20, 20 mil, twenty mil thick, something like forty mil thick, like matting. They were like yeah, really expensive. And he was like, "Yeah, we sound good to go." I was like, "Sweet." So I started a weightlifting club, didn't I? We're all slamming down weights like nobody's business. And then we noticed there's a few holes. So we're like, okay, we'll get it checked. The uh, the carpenter comes in and he's like, you've not put holes in the floor. He's like, you've broke the support beams. Yeah, oh, next thing you know, shit. fucking flares are going off. Hand grenades are fucking popping off <laughs> the front and centre. Literally, people were getting killed in ditches because of it. And I was like, was it my fault? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then no one was allowed to use the gym anymore. <laughs> yeah, no one's allowed to use the gym. That reminds me of that saying I've heard before. It's because of me that we've now got health and safety briefs. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's, yeah. if there's ever one thing to be proud of, particularly in a military career, it's that you knew you brought your particular unit to its fucking knees. Yeah. <laughs> you're, wel- you're welcome, Chatham. I have just got you a brand new gymnasium floor. Right. What we talk about today? Well, usually I start off with giving people knowledge, don't I? I have to be honest with you. I am coming up empty this week, but something weird did happen, and that was, uh, so I was watching Dean Hammond's fucking Instagram live, and he was doing it with this guy called uh, Dr. Gary Mendoza, and I'd never heard of him before, never heard of him before whatsoever. Anyway, I get an email through reminding me that there's a course that I have to finish, and I'll be honest with you, this course, I I signed up to it for about two years ago, but I just never finished it. And I'd never heard from them since. So out of the blue, I just get an email saying, look, there's this there's this course. Do you want to finish it? Yes or no? It turns out they've also updated it. So I was like, do you know what? It's a free fucking course. I'll, I'll do it. Um, just just for clarity, it's um, like a behavior change coaching course, um, which I wasn't too bothered about. I'm really glad I've done it. So I'm really glad that I'm doing it because I'm still in the process of doing it. It's quite complicated. But anyway, 
I fucking turn it on and a video comes on to show me the instructors and who fucking pops up? This guy, Dr. Gary Mendoza. Literally, I'd never heard of him before. Uh, sorry, I'd, I'd literally just heard of him the evening before and I decided to do a course that I'd already been signed up for for two years and never completed and who popped onto the screen? This bloody geezer that I'd seen on video the night before. So that's quite weird, isn't it? This goes to One prove the the internet. if there is a conspiracy, I know we've had this as an inside joke, but it's actually becoming terrifyingly true and that is that Dean is tapping my phone calls 100% because this keeps on I've happening way, it, it? It, it cannot be a coincidence he's tapping me phone calls he's involved with the birds you know but we're not going to go into that I don't feel like I've got a good uh, conspiracy for you this week unless you guys have anything I have got a little something that I stumbled across so oh, here we go the moon it doesn't exist it, no, it's it's real. It's real, is it? Okay, it's yeah. Real, uh, but you know, the, but you know the little craters. Yeah, see, they're actually cities. Cities. Okay? Yeah, cities. People live there, and do you know the lines coming off? They're the, mo- they're the motorways. That does make sense because if you look at like a like a, a road map, you can actually see like uh, it does look quite similar, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So I'd just like to. Where put did you that find this, Andy? Uh, I found it on the uh, the internet. Uh, I'll show you there. Oh uh, yeah, actual uh, proper conspiracy theory. You, you can yeah. see the proper. That, that that generally looks like a capital city there as well. It does, doesn't it? Do you think the moon suffers from socioeconomic issues? Oh, how have you fucking managed to shoe on that in again already? <laughs> <laughs> fucking five minutes in, you managed to shoe on it in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, it does. Well, look, Martians are people too. At the end of the day, Jesus, right? Let's get on track. Episode, episode three, the myths. Which was, I suppose, yeah, it's, that's quite relevant, really, if we talk about myths, aliens, and the such. But yeah, myths. Episode three. Uh, this week we're talking. <laughs> this week we're talking about training on an empty stomach or sort of a fasted state. This fucking blows my mind. This, this is this. This is kind of everything that you are uh, the opposite of what I've been taught. My, my whole yeah, exactly. Life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, have we ever done? Has anyone like has anyone actually done? Have you done fasting before, Tom? I think you. Did you say yeah. A of episodes, but um, you gave it a I go. mean, initially I had a when I because I used to be like pretty obese if I'm being honest with you, uh, and I started getting into running again, and I started to do things like obstacle races, like tough mothers, etc., and I got really on the heavily like performance based side of things with training. And one thing that I found was as I was starting to lower my calories, I actually found that by doing intermittent fasting, I was able to stick to my my calorie deficit a lot better than I would with like a traditional diet. So what is intermittent fasting? Um, Intermittent fasting is where you only kind of eat in a certain time frame. So for me, I would wake up and my first meal would be at 1 p.m. And my second meal would usually be at about 7pm. So there's all different ways you could do it. So some people like me, I would just simply eat two meals a day in a certain time frame. But for other people, it might be, it doesn't matter like how many times I eat, as long as I eat it within this time frame, this little slot, this, uh, for example, let's say what I said, one till seven. So someone might not eat particularly two meals. They might eat fucking six meals for some reason in that small time frame so it's that is what it is it's where you basically have like a long fasted state but for an intermittent period of time yeah so there's the the 16-8 method 
Uh, lean, lean gains protocol, skipping breakfast, restricting dietary, eight, eight hours like, between one and nine, and then the rest of the time, 16 hours in between is uh, facet. Just to point out, the lean gains method is it was by a guy called Martin Burkan, and he, um, I really hope that is his name, Martin Burkan. I've got him Let's on Instagram, but I can't remember if his first name is Martin or not. But um, yeah, he he kind of pulled up this pulled up this lean gains method, and it's because of that that it became really popular, uh, especially amongst like the, the the gym community, especially amongst the gym community. But what you'll find is that intermittent fasting isn't just a like a gym based diet. You'll find that people use it. Various people use it for different goals. It isn't always just to do with gains, if that makes sense. And some people don't even do it on purpose, do they? You see, some people eat in certain times for convenience. They might not yeah, meant to be yeah. doing intermittent fasting, but they are actually technically fasting, aren't they? Even even though we're not training, don't we technically do a little bit of in, uh, intermittent fasting? Technically, you go to bed at nine, ten o'clock. You don't eat till, say, seven o'clock in the morning. That's quite a long period of time without eating. You kind of mentioned this on like a BCAA podcast a while back when we were talking about taking BCAAs whilst fasted training. And yeah, you brought up a good point that technically, depending on your, your sleeping pattern, you would be in a fasted state whilst asleep anyway. Um, well, after a certain period of time, I, it's going to be embarrassing actually because usually I'm really good at putting up stats and numbers. However, I can't remember what the criteria is for like what specific time what the time frame is to be considered in a fasted state but if you're saying oh, yeah, there, actually, there yeah. is actually a time isn't there but yeah. if you're like one of those lazy buggers that likes a laying you know go to sleep at say 10 o'clock in the evening you don't wake up till nine chances are you're in a fasted state and that's actually where the term breakfast that's where the term breakfast comes from because what are you doing when you eat it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning by the way Breaking fast, you break yeah. your fast. The first meal you have in the day. So technically, you could be eating at two o'clock in the afternoon, and if that's your first meal, that's actually breakfast because you're breaking your fast. But of course, traditionally, we see it as an AM thing, don't we? Yeah, because one thing I was reading before we um before we went live, it was uh they talk about how deplete if you're depleted of all your stores, then that's that's when the issue comes is you're technically fully empty stomach. And they said most people will eat before bed, like a few hours before bed, and most people sleep less than eight hours anyway. That you're technically not when you wake up for you to train without eating you're technically still got stores in your stomach you haven't actually depleted all those stores yet because it hasn't been long enough so you're not actually in a fasted state really yeah so i mean here's the thing like people think oh i've got no i've got no energy when i wake up in the morning now don't get me wrong um i mean there is evidence out there to show that you know consuming food beforehand might have like a bit of a performance boost if performance is the goal um i will kind of like link those studies in the show notes bill but I mean, it's one of those things where we're not just considering, well, do I have food in my stomach? At the end of the day, when we talk about, let's say when we use our fuel for expenditure, for energy expenditure, what's fueling us when we go for like a morning run, etc. You know, we store glucose in other places other than our stomach. So, you know, we've got like the liver, etc. We've got our muscles as well. And all of these, we store glucose for energy usage. So... It's not a simple case of you only have energy as long as there's food in your stomach. You know, you tend to store energy elsewhere. But for, it's, I mean, I'm going to spoil the summary a little bit here. But basically, it depends on the person. Like some people will feel better doing things on an empty stomach. And to be fair, that's me. Other people will feel better if they eat porridge like an hour beforehand. It's completely dependent on the person. You can tailor this fasting to to suit your personal needs in a certain way. I don't think that you can go like, right, 
because there's another one here that I was looking at and it was it was so it's stop stop eat stop and it's basically you stop eating for a full 24 hours then you might do like uh, um, not even breakfast but you might do like a, a lunch and dinner the next night yeah and then you might do a stop eat uh, stop again and I was thinking like if I don't get enough food I am the worst person in the world I couldn't imagine yeah stop eating for t- for two so I I look at the life that I would live amongst like the performance that I'd want to get out of it. Like, yeah, I know that there's a lot of people that would say there's so much good benefit, which yeah. is great. But then all the things that wouldn't have the benefit, like I'd just be this rat, this ball of mess and it might not suit my knees. I might do it and it might make me amazing, but it's like weighing up, weighing up the two, two things, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm in that boat as well. There is like, um, there is that more like a more, I want to say extreme, it's not going to kill you because when you say extreme, that could be a bit of a nosebow because straight away you think, oh, it's going to be a bad thing. But, you know, it's, to me it's kind of like when I think about how I'd feel about it, uh, there are more extreme ways of doing fasting where people do like, a, yeah, 24-hour fast and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I know people do it for like religious reasons, etc. And some people generally do feel better if they do like a 24-hour fast. I think, it once again, it depends on the person. Me personally, I couldn't imagine performing or just going about my day 24 hours without food but that's that's a that's a, a preference thing isn't it well, let's be honest if you if you look at if you look at all the data i mean we're constantly told that we need carbohydrates to, to fuel us for our energy to get maximum maximal performance and if you yeah. sort of if you take away all those carbs you know and you, you haven't got that energy you kind of that's why they kind of say you get beneficial for fat loss because if you strip away all your carb source of energy they're trying to say that the body will use fat for for energy instead you'll tap into your fat store oh, instead of your so carb yeah. stores but Obviously, you're still going to get a decrease in performance, but they're saying it might help with fat loss, which is. I mean, this is one of the this is one of the big major claims, and it's one that gets misunderstood a hell yeah. of a lot from the people that are doing the claim, and that is, oh, intermittent first. In regards to, we're talking about in regards to like a calorie deficit, weight loss, or rather fat loss. Let's say fat loss, right? Yeah. They believe that the reason why intermittent fasting works with fat loss is for two components. One is that oh well, because I've not eaten throughout the day. And I've been burning calories. All those calories have come from glycogen. Any other energy I'm going to be burning from then on is going to be my body fat. But there's a major issue with that. Okay, it is true. If you, as you're fasting, you're going to burn your glycogen and you're going to burn fat. But what happens when you break your fast and you eat? You're just going to replenish that calorie expenditure. Yeah. So it's like, okay. And have you heard of that <laughs> thing called it's like a counter it's called like survival mode where your body will sort of not not hold on but it's kind of like the metabolism it will slow it down slightly. it's not through the metabolism uh, changing because so of your starvation mode which to be honest with yeah. you is bullshit so when you do when you do eat this is yeah I'm I'm on this so when it's like when people do long time of like starving and when they say when you get a bit of food your body will instantly put that to fat storage yeah, yeah. it doesn't know when it next yeah. is going to eat and yeah that's a clay yeah, yeah. and the, these are the things why you, they always talk about you should eat consistently throughout the day you should graze more than gorge and all these sort of fucking weird claims but then again I do believe it's personal preference if it if it if it does if it makes you feel good and you feel benefit there's no harm in it but don't yeah. think that it's a, it's a one size fits all situation yeah i mean uh, as i said earlier on there was like two components and the second p- component is well because you're fasting your insulin levels are low so kind of going back into our podcast oh, we spoke about insulin before we fucked yeah me. bloody hell that was a bit of a rabbit hole weren't it but yeah i mean uh, you know there's there's people that still believe that the main driver for obesity is oh insulin and when you're fasting, your insulin levels are low, and you only get those 
if you're eating only two meals a day, then you're only going to get those two big spikes of insulin rather than several more if you're eating consistently or sporadically throughout the day. But once again, it's a case of no, it's simply energy in versus energy out despite the insulin, unless you've got like a major disease. But I mean, in regards to what you said about starvation mode, so that is a common one. And for whatever reason, it is a myth. Starvation mode is a myth. Or there might be some slight truth to it, but once again, people misinterpretate it. But for God knows what reason, it just won't fucking die, this myth. But I mean, the starvation mode is the idea that, oh, if you restrict calories for long enough, your body's going to want to preserve energy so it just stops burning calories. It stops burning fat, which is bollocks, because all I can say to that is, one, look at the horrors of fucking... I know it's an extreme example, but the horrors of prison of war camps or Auschwitz yeah, yeah. or people that are just starving in the world at the end of the day. On top of that, there's also something you can Google called the starvation... Uh, sorry, not the starvation. The Minnesota starvation experiment. And that's usually... that's. That's the study that people like to quote in regards to tombstoning the idea of starvation mode. A lot of these reports keep on happening about all the, the major scientific health benefits of intermittent fasting. And in regards to weight loss, it goes to show that actually, just as long as you're in a calorie deficit, whether you're fasting or not fasting, as long as you're meeting that calorie deficit at the end of the day, on a consistent basis, you're going to lose weight no matter what. But there are other benefits if you're... I'm talking about weight loss in particular here. So with performance, as I said, some people, myself included, just feel better on an empty stomach when training. But here's the thing. Um, I am currently... So I'm a big chunky boy at the moment, right? I'm weighing in at 85 kilos. My... I, I know. I'm sitting on two chairs here. I've got one, I've got one <laughs> chair for each cheek. Uh, and then there's the the 90 kilo vegan above you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah but he's, got, he's quite short, isn't he? I'm quite tall. So. Yeah, yeah that, no. That Do you know what? Well, I'm fucking stacked, Andy, all right? <laughs> but funny enough, I did uh, I, I, I did um, measure my height today at the gym, but we're not going to talk about that, you know. You have to... You have a to short sign, little fat man. You, no, 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 you have to sign up. <laughs> you have to sign up to the Patreon account to find my height. Like it, I like it. <laughs> that's, a few, that's a future thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be a future one. What an incentive and a half. What the fuck was I just talking about? That's it. So yeah, 85 now. Um, when I was going strictly for running and performance-based, I got went, I went down to my late... My lightest was 68.5 kilos. So that's quite light. So that is a fucking... Yeah, obviously, a picture you actually yeah. tough mother and that. You looked, um, a lot, you looked a lot leaner and that, yeah. I, I know people take a piss saying, look, you look sickly, but the thing is, it was for performance issues. I needed to be able to get over... Because I was doing it competitively. I wanted to get over walls fast, get over monkey bars. And when you're... When you've got a piss tank on you, it's a bit hard to do these things. I was... Um, on my inactive days, I was on a very low calorie diet. So I'm not going to, I can't remember how many calories I was on, but let's just use an example. Let's just say I've got to the point now where I don't burn as many calories because my BMR, my basal metabolic rate is so low. My metabolism, let's say. Let's say I only burn 1,800 calories a day, but I'm used to eating more. And those 1,800 calories, it just, it's not going to satisfy me. And if I have to spread those out into three or four meals with those calories, it's like I'm, I'm getting little piddly meals. It could be quite disheartening. Whereas what you might find for some people, like me, I love food. I love food. I love exciting food as well. I like chocolate. I like the stuff that is supposed to be bad for you. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I'm just going to admit that. Um, you know, I'm making use of the eat out to help out at the moment. We had Krispy Kreme yesterday. We've got like six Ooh. donuts. 
we got shit like a box of six donuts for a fiver. But it's if, like, you, if you if you don't get any, if you get less than six, we will no longer be friends. Yeah. Well, it is a thin Andy. It is I didn't say if it was like six of the the proper donuts or six of the mini donuts. Oh, you didn't oh, go mini. No, of course I fucking didn't. I went for the big boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we the fucking epitome of health, eh? As you, well, <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, if if people listen in, they might find this neat little this one weird trick. This one weird trick, which I fucking hate when people say that. I'm going to teach you a a nutritional hack. Okay. Here's the thing: if you're on low calories but you still want to be able to enjoy the things you enjoy, like a Krispy Kreme, how can you fit those calories in? Well, I was just doing intermittent fasting. I would have, let's say, my main meal would be, what, 1,200 calories, and I'd smash all those calories in one single meal, and that would include my protein as well. Because here's the thing, one thing about intermittent fasting is if you're on a certain amount of protein, it is hard to get a big amount of protein in at one time, as you could probably imagine. Yeah, cool. Hence uh, the meat sweats. Do you know what I mean? But... That's my meal done. Well, now I've got what? Like, what did I say? Like 1,200 calories. Okay, cool. I've now got 600 calories I can play around with for my second meal. And it hasn't got to be a proper meal if I don't want. I can have that 600 calories on something like uh, donuts, etc. Yeah. <clears throat> In regards to when you are trying to fit things like junk food into your diet, etc., I do recommend like the 80-20 rule. So 80% nice and nutritional food. And then uh, 20%, you know, that could be your, your your sinful food. I don't want to food shame, but you know stuff that's less nutritious but highly palatable. Um, obviously, where I've just said about one thousand two hundred calories, and then like oh six hundred calories worth of donuts. My math is probably way off there. That probably isn't the eighty twenty rule. But basically, intermittent fasting is a way where you can kind of like you can play around with your calories without feeling too restricted. It's weird because you are doing time restricted feeding, but what you're actually eating it may might not be as restrictive. Because at the end of the day, your calories are still going to be allowing you to go into that deficit, but you're saving your calories throughout the day for more fun food and bigger portions. That's one thing of intermittent fasting. If I was to have four meals with the calories allotted to me, it'd be very, four very small meals. Do you know what I mean? Unless I was... Yeah, okay, I can see how that works. Yeah, but can you imagine if you was burning 4,000 calories a day, so you was highly active. So where I've been working on the gym floor, I've been burning... I've actually been burning 5,000 calories a day at the moment. If I was intermittent fasting now and I wanted to maintain my weight and I wanted to have two meals a day, I'd have per meal 2,500 calories to play with per meal. That's a big ask, isn't it? That's a big... But That's I can, ridiculous. You ain't getting that in. That's hard. That'd be hard work. That. But smash a dominoes or I, can, like I can have fun with it. Well, there you go. I can have dominoes. I can have dominoes. I could probably still even be in a deficit afterwards. So in regards to weight loss, it's just another way for your preference that you can sustainably eat. Some people might call it a an eating disorder, but it's one of those things where we're subjective because sometimes some people intermittent fast without even realising it. A lot of it is convenience as well. If you have like me, I have a sporadic day because I, I don't constantly intermittent fast, but I do it every now and again depending on my day. If I have like a client in the morning, but I have a shift later on as well, and I've got to do the kids at this time and do other things at this time, blah, 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 I might think, well, fuck it, I'll just eat two times in a day, get it over and done with, and then everything else just it is what it is. So it could also be, it could be, it could help you in regards to the way you spend your time as well. So, you know, it does have its uses outside of all these supposed health benefits it gives you. I did, I did it for a little while in the sense that uh, when I was on the PTIs, 
we were only allowed to train in the evening and before we weren't allowed to train during the day um so i was going to the gym before work so it'd open up at six i'd head down there no scoff or anything like that so i'd eat on an empty stomach uh and i found myself uh more active and more um like had more of a spark uh i'd have a shake like oats and all that afterwards just cramming a fucking like 900 calorie fucking uh drink in me basically that'd see me through till lunch but what i what i find is if like people with the army stuff like that if your day isn't set to you know what you're doing every single day like if you haven't got routine i don't think intermittent fasting is is something you should be playing around with uh, especially in the work we're doing andy I, I, in, the, in the military i think it's gonna be very difficult it's because, most because if you're if you're like even like let's look at removals you look at anybody that's humping and dumping during the day, any anyone that's driving for long periods of time, that you you can't really say what's going to happen four hours in advance. You don't know what's going to happen six to eight hours in advance. We're looking now. We're looking at the like the little bit of a dangerous area in my so eyes. Anyway, if if you miss that one window, you might not know when you'll get a next window. When your next window is, yeah. yeah. And if you you think you're you you're fasting, your hours to eat is only from say you you're hitting it hard and you're going right from three o'clock till nine o'clock that's the only time i eat yeah but you you hit something on the motorway that says hold on we're in a we're in a fucking 14 hour traffic jam yeah you've got to think that of how much of effect that's going to have after you and you've still got to drive in the afterwards and so all these things so yeah people with with like diet uh, not diets fucking days that go like different especially in our sort of life where it's unpredictable where you'll get the chance to actually have these feeding windows yeah, like, I get it. If you literally go in and you're like, Monday morning, you fucking sit at a desk and you type away all day, and at five o'clock you go home, and that is you, you're not getting a phone call saying, hey, actually, what you're needed to do is go help out with this, see you in fucking three weeks. The, the, you, can, you can plan your life, and it's great. But, yeah, if you're, if you're... So, for me, as a PTI, you're seeing these guys flake out on tabs. You've probably seen it the same bill. Yeah, Tom, you've probably seen it once or twice. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? one of them. Do you know what I mean? And, and you push too hard, and these guys are going out, do, hitting, hitting fizz hard, or you've got, like, a two-hour tab on that, but yet they haven't yeah. eaten anything... You're, yeah, you're. So I want to, I want to comment this, Andy, because we're kind of, we're talking about intermittent fast a lot. But if we take it back to basics of just, just training on an empty stomach, because a lot of guys, a lot of people, even the general population, will get up in the morning early before work, and they'll want to just get out and do some exercise. Yeah. And I mean, there's obviously, I'd, I'd, my personal opinion, if you look at the data, they're basically saying is if you're gonna, if you're gonna get up and exercise on empty stomach, it's probably recommend to do something like a light jog or a light weight session because, yeah. in the most extreme cases, obviously this is this is extreme. If you were to do like, I say. A fucking let's say Fran or like a really hardcore CrossFit wad, and you had nothing to eat. There's actually a risk if you go into a hypoglemic state, which yeah. is like a severe, where your blood sugars obviously drop so low because you're Stopped, pushing so yeah. hard that you could actually pass out in a way, and that that's obviously a risk of doing like a tab, for example, a tab yeah. long. Oh yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it handfuls of times of guys at the back. They go pale white. They say they're fine. They're a bit di- like fucking away with fairies, and bang, they're gone. And that, and I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we need a bit of context behind that because that's really important, actually. So you you can wake up and exercise first thing in the morning without food, but it depends what you're doing. So you, for absolutely. me, I was happy to wake up in the morning and go to the gym at 7 o'clock and I would just go and do something like 5 times 5 on the barbell and maybe I'd do like a little, you know, two-mold 
two mile run afterwards and for me that was okay uh, something we've got to take into account as well is that the human body adapts the human body adapts but not just in the way of physiology but also in regards to nutrition as well so at first it could be really horrendous starting intermittent fasting not just mentally because it's something that's yeah. like it takes time to adjust yeah. it a month is it they say a month recommend probably so it's something like that. some people might be quicker to be honest with you some people may be longer because everyone's going to be different but it's one of those things where um yeah like you different people adapt to it in different ways but like at first it's like being hit with a hammer because it's a shock it's a shock to your subconscious it's a shock to your routine but in regards to performance as well once again it's one of those things where some people can adapt so at first they might be really suffering but then they'll adapt to their new dietary protocols including their eating window but yeah it depends on what you're doing so for me going to the gym just doing some weights uh you know, and going for like a little tiny jog afterwards, not a problem. But I would, I would eat at, I'd finish eating at about eight o'clock in the evening. Now, what if you're on an army base and the last call for food is say six, half six, half half six, five, six yeah, yeah, and you're in a fasted state, but then you go for a tab at let's say eight in the morning. You've woken up in a fasted state, and the thing is, this tab is not a two mile tab. Even then, I'd still recommend eat something before a two mile tab. But let's say you're going on an eight miler. A six miler, and let's say you're okay, getting even a, a, a fast yeah. four miler. Yeah, you know, what you know I mean? even do you know what? even a two miler, I'd say, and even a two miler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I the would. thing is, not only that, but for the civilians out there, I mean, like, um, I mean, I'm I'm half a civilian, so that's ironic. But yeah, it's one of those things where we're not just taking into account the distance, but also the weight we the weight we're carrying and the intensity weight, of it. Effort, yeah, the effort level. Um, I don't think people realise how difficult a tab is you can be fast at running two miles but once you get 25 kilos on your back it turns into a whole different world and not only that but no ankle cons- mobility yeah no nothing like that everything yeah. fucking rigid the, the yeah, clothes you're wearing the water you're losing as well because when we talk about fast as well um this is just strictly food we're talking about in regards to water you'd still hydrate as normal yeah, you so need to hydrate fully yeah, so that's, even that's even during it. your fasting window you'd mm-hmm. you'd still be hydrating so we ain't got to worry too much about hydration but i want to point out in just case people think that includes water as well but i mean yeah like in regards to that it's the intensity of the exercise and the duration because even if you're going for a very long 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 walk and you're not used to walking without consuming that amount, sorry, consuming some form of energy, then you're going to want to. Because I, I admittedly, I used to do a lot of stuff whilst I was fasting. I'd go and do the gym, and then I'd go and do like a, a little jog, and sometimes I'd go for like a long walk afterwards. So I'd do a lot yeah, of that's stuff. That's not intense, is it? You don't, but, there's no performance benefit of eating to do So I know, I, I personally know that I can't do any CV, and I mean light or anything like that, until I've had breakfast and I'm like, I'm up and away and I'm going. Everyone is different, yeah. But I can do, so like sort of the Olympic lifting, you know, like short bursts, yeah. loads of rest in between. I can take my time, you know? I can't go too heavy. Because it just just drains me, and I'm. Well, there's like, a reason we oh. eat food; it's for energy. And if we if we're depleting our energy sources, of course we're gonna have less performance. You know, I mean, if you. But another thing I want to point out is that we're saying it's obviously individual to everyone, and we're saying if you're gonna go out for a tap in the morning, but then we know what it's like if you have like a big meal before exercise. Yeah, same um, again. If a lot yeah. of lads, if they roll out of bed at half seven and the tabs at eight, they're not gonna smash a full English before a tab because it will make your stomach feel oh. really bad. But then you, you, they've got you the energy will get to that. perform. So it's kind of a catch twenty two, isn't it? It's a catch twenty two, isn't it? What do they do? Do they decide to grizz it out and? 
feel you, sick. Like you say, even a banana eat. or something. Yeah, banana, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But then that in my eyes, that's bad admin if they're rolling out of bed half seven. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's what happens, isn't it? Well, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um but I would I would personally something something more than like when you do so I've done um I've done a forty miler before. It took me twenty four hours and um and I I had to eat on the go and it was horrendous. Because my bot, like literally, I was putting it in, and it was just going everywhere. But you would by, be depleting by... your glycogen stores, which is what kind of happens in a fasted state. But obviously, when you're doing it for yeah. that duration, you have to. You cannot be fasted during that. That's crazy. Nah. And and it was eating as I was going, and it was the worst thing in the world. You get used yeah. to it after a while, but it was the fucking worst thing I've ever done. Like you one of the worst actu- I've ever done. You can actually feel your stomach swirling. Yeah, it was. You can feel it. Yeah, fucking sick. Yeah. Um. So so for me. I look at the golden window of an hour. I like to get up yeah. at least an hour. I like two hour. hours sometimes, to be honest. Yeah. But I yeah. get up a minimum of an hour and I eat yeah. breakfast. Eat. eat straight away. I get up because I like get up, I'm up. You know, I'm not like one of these ones that walk around the house like zombie for a while. I get up, I eat, and then I've got an hour to do whatever I need to do. I think it depends on performance, doesn't it? Really, if you're if you're training because you want to perform well, then I think it's, it would be silly not to eat. There's, I, I don't feel like there'd be any benefit if you if doing it empty stomach. If you were to train an empty stomach and you want to perform to your best, I don't see the, the benefit of that really, because the, obviously the evidence shown that to get, get the carbohydrates on, get you know get the, the fuel source on, you're going to perform better. I mean, once again, I, I would argue that it's, it's context. So here's the thing: if you have an extrinsic reason to. Uh, so an extrinsic reason to uh, train so what I mean by that is if you're just like uh, you know Joe Bloggs you just like to exercise for the sake of health and for the sake of enjoying exercising for what it is and you're not too worried about breaking personal bests etc and you just so happen to like going to the gym on an empty stomach because you feel queasy if you eat beforehand there isn't really an issue um Sorry, that's more of an intrinsic rather than extrinsic. But like, uh, if um, if 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 you you have a job role where you think, no, I'm gonna need to perform, or no, 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 I'm not exercising, I'm training, I need to go balls to the wall, then yeah, it would probably be wise to have some form of like carbohydrate, etc. Um, I mean, even like that's why you get. Here's the thing: you even get intra-workout carbohydrates. You'll see guys having things like yeah, uh, little gels. Gels, um, Haribo, you know, uh, yeah. jelly top. That's full like army that. <laughs> because people do not want to deplete their glycogen. They want to continuously have that energy source. Well, that's like, was it? You know, like the Lucasade drinks, they're, they're basically yeah. just sugar. People, someone say it's good to have like a sip on them. Like if you're doing like a quite a long workout, it's, quite it's, hard, just have a little sip just to get some. Do you know what I got told? And something I do do, get a bottle of Coke, undo it. And leave it for 24 hours just to become Oh, syrup. flat Coke, just syrup. Flat Coke. That is like rocket fuel. Definitely <laughs> don't do Definitely don't smash it at the start. It is definitely sort of last half hour sort of thing. So but, a, quick, yeah. a quick disclaimer here. Uh, I don't know if there's any scientific <laughs> yeah, backing to this whatsoever. But I've also heard that apparently flat Coke is good if you have like a stomachache. But once again, disclaimer... That's, yeah, that's an, I don't know if it's fucking true or not. In in regards to the performance benefit, then yeah, as I said, there is evidence that shows that consuming food beforehand, you know, will give you a performance benefit. But tunnel vision, we don't just want to think about performance. We want to think about people's 
whether they like training on an empty stomach, whether they like training on a yeah, of course, because you stomach. might feel sick. People yeah. feel sick, don't they? Get stitched if they go for a run after eating. Yeah, precisely. they might not have two hours to wait in the morning to go for a run after. So they think, well, yeah, if you go for a light yeah. jog. It's not an issue. I don't think. I think you can get away with that. A light jog on an empty stomach shouldn't be an issue, really. Here's the thing: I feel like I can weight train an hour after food. But I feel like I cannot go yeah, running. I, yeah. I feel like I can't run or no, I can't no, so jog I'm the exact an hour after same. food. So it's once again, everyone's going to feel different. But it's like it's so. Well, that's probably four, Tom, dependent. because you have the moment your body, the way your body moves, the shaking like about, yeah. quite yeah, the shaking about. Whereas it's can settled. Be, it can be uh, what you eat and how much as well can be an effect. Yeah, of course, it's oh yeah, I think, yeah. I, think I think I think you can sort of find because I know I can have three poached eggs. Do you know what I mean? One bit of toast. And I've, I'm good to go out the door hmm. for pretty much any fizz. I think that's my happy, that's my happy sort of line. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's sort of something I'll have anywhere before fizz, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good on that. And I, I, that's all I've done is sort of fine tune a breakfast that I'm happy with. Yeah. To just, just you have to test it, adjust, don't you? Like eight yeah. time in the morning, yeah. see how you feel yeah. after, and just keep changing it, and see how your body feels. That yeah. is nutrition, like in my eyes, nutrition one hundred and one. Like, l- look at what you're eating, yeah, and just don't change everything, yeah, and just and if you feel like you're bloated, stuff, sh- all these fucking shit things you have, you feel like groggy as fuck because we've got like loads of intolerances in our body to a point where you may not have a. A, a really bad effect you know like some people eat something and they almost die it's like yeah you're you, you're fucking allergic to it. you've got an allergic, allergic, that. Yeah. but there are some things that uh you might just get a little bit bloated or you might feel a bit groggy or there's loads of little intolerances that our body just we just sort of like push it over let it go over the head but it's fine-tuning stuff like that and if you can if you can narrow down things that make you feel real good not like an instant like oh yeah i like smashing five packs of haribo <laughs> before fizz it you makes me feel, feel great you would not feel good do, after that do you know what i mean but you, you find all these little things that actually make you run and like i always look at my mum always says as well it's like what did you have the day before like why do you, why do you feel good today look at what you had yesterday and th- these yeah, yeah. are the things, you know, and I, I, I you kind of... Good example of that is, mate, I went for a run, this is a while ago, but I, I basically smashed a fat Chinese the day before, it's like about a year ago, I smashed a huge... The next day I went for a run and I was in bits. Yeah, and I, was yeah. like, I literally was like, that's definitely the Chinese, the salt, the high salt, you know, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was in bits. Yeah, yeah. I was in absolute bits. Do you know what? It's one of those things, it's the same I find with even things like food poisoning. It's weird how the body just knows this stuff, but if you instantly know what it is that made you feel ropey when you picture it in your head... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Somebody yeah, just switches. Yeah. Like you can think back of all the. Was it that drink? Was it that food? Was that food? Was that. And as soon as you pinpoint the, the culprit, you just go, no, fuck that. That's what's made me so sick. For like Domino's is my. Is my fucking. What is it? Devil, Your vice. Devil Your vice. Yeah. It's because I know. I. I wake up with a dirty hangover. Do you know because of the salt content? I'm waking salt up. I'm, yeah. I'm just so dehydrated. I feel like I've been out on the piss, and I've been out on the piss in five, nearly five years now, maybe even six years now. But I just wake up and I'm like, oh my god! I just feel like it's like <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is rat. You you literally feel like The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like me to laugh, mate? Have you heard of the army when they say like fucking oh we're going to tell tomorrow lads get some dominoes down you get the car blowing up yeah that's the most stupid oh, fucking advice I've ever heard in my life that? Like, yes I Jesus have. Christ we've spoken about it before haven't we yeah, yeah we yeah, spoke about it before exactly it's just silly yeah. things like that when they're just like come on like it might work for some people might be gone with it they might be able to deal with being dehydrated on the on a fist session but for me no I'm, way no not a chance not no a chance way.
Uh, lads, I want to move on to the next next one quick then. So, Tom, you've heard of Brad Schofield, haven't you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Brad, you know Brad Schofield. Brad Schofield. Enlighten me, gentlemen. Brad Schofield is a, he's like a scientist and researcher. He's very involved in the hypertrophy scene. So when I say hypertrophy, I mean muscle growth. Um, he's actually behind a lot of the evidence that kind of, or rather he's brought forth the evidence to show that we can build muscle at various rep ranges. So before we used to think, oh, you have to go heavy to build muscle. But actually, uh, evidence now shows that actually you can build muscle with lightweight as long as it's taken close towards failure or failure. And Brad Schoenfield is kind of behind that. I'm in a bit of a love-hate relationship with him at the moment, to be honest with you, because he's well, highly... Res- this article, Tom. Yeah, go on. Go okay, on. Okay, what's, what's his name again? <coughs> Brad Schoenfeld. I don't know Brad why I keep saying like that. So B-R-A-D, Brad. And yeah, Schoenfeld is S-C-H-O-E-N-F-E-L-D. F-E-L-D. Brad. Oh, we should have a mention his name now. I'll straight into the fucking article. We're going to have Andy searching for the next 20 minutes. Brad what? Sierra. Charlie. Hotel. Fire Mission Hill. Danger close, Bill. Go on then. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, let's go. I'm just searching now. Go on, yeah. Carry on, I'll carry on anyway. Right, so basically, have any of you heard of Epoch? Excess post-oxygen consumption. Yeah, so basically, commonly known as the afterburn effect. So they yes. say that after you do exercise, you're burning e- like excessive calories after you've exercised. So yeah. he did an article on this, and he basically said that eating before increases epoch. So he said that and he actually had, a, we've got a study. I'll link the study in the in the show notes. One of the studies he referenced, but the study basically showed that they use like the lactose or the, they use milk basically as the source of energy or something. And it basically showed this study showed that by consuming this before exercise actually increased epoch afterwards than if they didn't eat before. So that, that's what his whole article was about, basically, and the whole study. I'll link the study in the show. I don't know, what, what are your thoughts on that then? Have you seen any data about that? Or? I mean, look, I would have to I would have to read the study properly to give my proper opinion on it. You did link me a PubMed ID in the show notes, Bill. Um, I did type that in, but I think you might have given me the wrong ID because instead I got. No, you put yeah that it wasn't a pu- it wasn't a pub yeah no you, can, it wasn't a pubmed. Oh, wasn't it? Oh, can I just quickly show you what popped up instead? Physiological study of pressure point techniques used in the martial arts. It's like what the fuck is that got to do with epoch? But yeah, I mean, um, so look in regards to that, I'd have to read that in particular. Um, I mean, what we can't take, what we can take into account is obviously consuming energy beforehand might increase calorie expenditure in a session because you are fueling yourself. Therefore, you could be more intense. Therefore, you might burn naturally more calories anyway. But in regards to the epoch afterwards, that's quite interesting. I'll read that afterwards. I'll tell you the. Con- I'll read the conclusion out just so you get an idea of it. So yeah, they, go basically, for it. Basically, the conclusion of this study was these results suggest that pre-exercise intake of GM increases epoch above that observed in a fasting condition. And high intensity, short duration exercise increases fat oxidization yeah. during recovery period more than low intensity, long duration exercise. So, just to quickly explain epoch a bit more, what epoch is, um, I can hear an airplane. What epoch basically is, is it's when you stop exercising, but you're burning calories. I mean, listen, you're going to be burning calories no matter what because you need calories for, you know, just to live, your lungs to move and breathe, you they're, know. They're heightened, aren't but, they, after a certain yeah. exercise? Yeah, what it is is you get something where basically your body has to kind of regulate itself. So, your, you know, your heart rate's going crazy. You've got to repair yourself as well. So your body goes into this autonomy mode, which, to be fair, it's already in because the body's autonomous. But, you know, it's 
calories get burned to bring you back to a certain state. There is a particular word that's bloody slipped out of my head. I feel really embarrassed now. But it's the body's way of saying, okay, let's calm down. Let's get you back to this, this regular state. And you've got to kind of like, to put the brakes on, your body has to burn more energy to get you back to that state. And there's all various claims. Some people say, oh, you can burn an extra 600 calories through Epoch by doing this hit session, etc. Now, Epoch is a thing. Let's confirm, yeah, think, Epoch yeah. is a thing, but it's vastly blown out of proportion in regards to its benefits, like what the calorie expenditure is. Um, I mean, a while back, um, when I first got into PT, and I did a course, metabolic conditioning, etc., etc., and I remember them going on about Epoch, Epoch, Epoch. It's going to be a great selling point for clients when you tell them that if they do one of your, your, your metabolic classes, they're going to be burning loads more calories even after they go home for 72 hours. But actually, and once again, I'll pop these studies in the show notes, Bill. The calorie expenditure you get from Epoch isn't like as significant as what you would think. It does exist, but it's just not as significant. It's not as mind-blowing. I mean, did they actually mention at the end of this study, like yeah, so, what so this, this study, you know, I think personally, this is like this is obviously my personal thoughts on it, is that technically, let's say you eat before you exercise, yeah? In theory, you're probably getting more energy. You've got more energy. So you could technically perform better. So you could perhaps go harder, yeah. which is maybe why you're burning more calories because you're working harder. But technically, you're eating more. So you could like the counterbalance is kind of like, well, you're eating more to perform better, but the calories are going to balance out. In a so way. you're just replenishing you know it anyway. So that's kind of the yeah. point I was getting yeah. at previously is that, yeah, perhaps because you're eating, you're able to go more intense in a session, therefore more calories burned. But unless you're on like a calorie-controlled diet, um, like a specific calorie control diet, then you know you're probably going to be topping up those calories anyway. So it doesn't really you're matter. Before, aren't you? So if you eat yeah. a meal before, but you wouldn't normally do, but technically just even it out. This is, but it would still be interesting to know if it, um, because we've got we've got to figure out here. Are we talking about the calories that were burned during a session, or are we talk about the epoch, which is after the session? Yeah, so what I'd like to know is, yeah. was this calorie expenditure massive? during the session or was it mostly after the session because he did say that epochs i'm going to assume these extra calories burnt during the epoch was obviously after the session because the whole point of epoch yeah so the mean epoch was for the two hour post-exercise period so two, two hour hours post-exercise, yeah. They were, they were, yeah, yeah two hours I mean, post-exercise what they were looking at the thing is like epoch they say oh it could go up to 72 hours and all these like mad mad like uh time differences so like two hours after yeah but surely it's going to have some sort of effect. I don't really know much on it, to be honest. Oh, it will have an effect, yeah. Like, if, if I if I do a workout and I stop, I'm not going to go back to normal straight away. No, no, no. My, no, bunny, no. my body's going to be running hot. Mm. And it, that's just a natural it's thing. It's like the argument with weights. You know, they said the argument with, they said, oh, actually, weight, weight training is really good for burning calories and fat because you're burning, like, the next day you're burning loads of calories as well through this epoch. But that's basically probably because your body's repairing itself because you've just destroyed all that muscle tissue, which is, like, a little bit different. It's not, it's, 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 it's as, as Tom said, epoch gets blown out of proportion probably. In, I think in, yeah, it's cool. someone's, someone's finesse to make themselves look amazing. Do you know, like, the, you, you get people that find a little niche market of a few words and a few acronyms buzzwords people don't yeah the people don't really talk about and they fucking smash it to death do you know like you've got all these fucking pts so you get all like these pts and you get all these fucking um even even core guys do it as well i have to admit like all the ptis all pts do it don't they they talk in like scientist lingo so everyone's like no way oh my god these guys sound amazing, and yet they could be talking absolute bullshit. 
but because it's term- so like fuck it, bro, bro. Do you know bro, what? Bro. There is a term- word salad. There- there you go, Bill. You just fucking stole my line, you bastard. Ruined it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, word it. salad. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, because well, I'll be honest, mate. We've probably all, we've all done it. We've probably all done it at some point without even knowing. I'm not a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a prick. <laughs> it's how confident you say it. It's the terminology used. Uh, another old uh, terminology for it is oh, blinding someone with science. And you yes. know, you can make you can make anything sound. It's like Latin. You can make anything translate to the way you want it to. If I was to start talking about the mechanisms of hypertrophy, I can make it sound like a horrific thing. Muscle breakdown, myofibrillar, you know, contracting, you know, yeah. muscle damage. That's horrendous. You don't want to do that. Did you know that lifting weights causes, you know, muscle fibres to break down? You know, you can make it sound horrendous if you want. But yeah, I mean, in regards to like the calorie expenditure, it's vastly blown out of proportion. I mean, you get some, as you were saying, Andy, you get people making wild claims. I've heard someone say before, oh, Epoch can be like 500 calories afterwards for a single day. Yeah. And actually, it's a much smaller number. I can't quote the number off my head, but I know that it is. Once again, we'll link the studies in the show notes. Homeostasis, that was the fucking word I was looking for. So when the body regulates it, finally got to it, it just clicked to me. Homeostasis is when the body kind of regulates itself, calms itself back down, brings the body back to its natural state. Back to normality. Yeah, because as you said, Andy, like if... We was talking about like uh, assault bikes, etc. Earlier, if you're doing like a crazy emon on like an assault bike and you suddenly jump off it, you're, you're not back to normal. You've got to give yourself a chance uh, to anything to do with the anything to do with an assault bike. It takes me about four days to get back to normality. Well, so. yeah, you're just in shit stuff, aren't you? Because you've taxed your body so hard. <laughs> yeah. So Andy's got like four days worth of epoch. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm skinny as fuck. Four days worth. Of it. <laughs> it's that's it's it. it's true though. It's like even like um after we've blown our asses out on like a run and we're bending over, we're breathing, etc. All right, it doesn't take us that long to quickly stand back up and catch our breath. But you know that's a very short term like homeostasis, isn't it? You know, and the idea of epoch is that with all the processes the body is going through to bring the body back to its original state, it's got to burn more calories to say you know calm the fuck down. Yeah, we've we've all been there, haven't we? We've all got back to our room, had a shower, but yet we're still fucking sweating after the shower. You're like, what's going on here? And you're like, fucking hell. And it's the body just, takes time to recover, doesn't it? That's and your body is still yeah, running like hot, and your body needs time. Like you mentally might be like, yeah, I'm sound, good to go, but your body. That's why CrossFit don't wear any clothes. Do you know what I mean? Because they're constantly, yeah. they're constantly running hot. They're just like, let's go. They're on a twenty four seven epoch. Yeah, they are. It's, that's it's why they're just like. body fat because I I thought I'd mention Epoch just because it was interesting obviously Brad I've seen his stuff online before so I thought it was interesting he did an article about it and it was kind of him saying that eating before can encrypt but then we said it might counterbalance anyway so he might not necessarily you know he he might not necessarily be wrong you know it it probably does increase Epoch but it's like but is it a significant amount do you know what I mean it's it's not that he's wrong. It's just that well, is it a significant amount that we need to really care and about? And does it does it affect on people's fitness levels? Like, do you get an athlete that's sort sort of high tuned performance? Will will his be a greater number, or will it be the fact that someone who's well, of unhealthy? Be different, depending on your yeah, of course it'd be different because your body will be more efficient. You know, it's, the efficiency of the body is going to change all these numbers. Yeah, if you're so, really efficient. Then... So if he's talking to the general mass, the people that are more unhealthy, people that aren't conditioned to this would their numbers maybe be higher because of the fact that 
their bodies like, him oh my god, pressure. what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Where actually yeah, someone perhaps. who's 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 seven days a week, five days a week trains hard and goes hard, that they've learned to regulate their body better and they can go back to a normality state quicker. Do you know as well, you can make like a double argument with this in a way because you could say, okay, well, what if someone... So, okay, the effect of EPOC isn't that big, but what if you're doing like a, a hit session three, four times a week... And then you get that accumulative build-up of like, well, I'm getting epoch from like four sessions, you know, that all it, it will add up. But here's the thing: so don't get me wrong. Okay, you're getting that extra calorie expenditure, but you've got to take into another another account, and that is um... <laughs> Tom's just gone. And that's into Tom, guys. He's just right, lost right. his shit. We were doing so well as well. We were doing so well. We hit. That's got to be like the longest time that we've not creamed in. So, yeah, someone might get that extra, you know, epoch calorie expenditure because they're doing hit four times a week. And because they're doing like four times a week, it all builds up. But then you've got to, so here's where the double argument comes into play. And that is, well, if you're doing that amount of high intensity working out several times a week, that's going to impact your recovery and your performance, which means you won't be burning maybe as much calories during the actual workouts. So you might be actually cancelling out. If, if calorie expenditure is your goal, and if you're giving a shit about Epoch, then that is probably what you're worrying about. Is I'm saying probably, you know, maybe not. But you're probably worrying about your calorie expenditure, in which case you might be cancelling each other out. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a... I wouldn't use it as like the staple of this to say, oh, you can't, don't exercise on an empty stomach because you're not going to get epoch. I wouldn't use that as the, I'd probably it's just sucked, say it's, it's a negligible thing. Yeah, epoch, one of those things where. About it. Uh, right, lads, well, um, we'll summarize what we think. So, my, my personal opinion on this really is it comes down to like individuals, really, and your, your training, your goals. So, for example, myself, because I'm training for performance and I'm training for like a goal of competing, I wouldn't want to go into a training session on an empty stomach to push my training if i was doing like a recovery run maybe yeah, i could because you can get away i could probably get away with that because i'm not I'm, that's just a recovery run that's not i'm not trying to perform i'm not trying to push myself but a normal training session where i'm trying to go hard or lift big weights i'm not going to want to go in on an empty stomach that's just my personal opinion i, I think i need the energy and that that's my personal opinion i think it depends on what you're doing so you're in the intensity of the activity your actual goals um, and conv- convenience is obviously a big factor, but then you have to weigh up convenience and performance. There's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of factors. It's not I don't think it's very simple to say eating on an empty stomach is bad or it's good. I think you've got to look at a lot of different factors, come to a conclusion on what works best for you, and that'll be my sort of closing thoughts on this topic. Um, so yeah, my closing points would be basically intermittent fasting doesn't have any particular benefits in regards to weight loss compared to any other calorie deficit you stick to but what you might find is that style of eating you know you might be able to adhere to it more in a traditional diet and you might be able to find that because you can spread those calories into bigger meals you might be able to find you can enjoy your food a bit more you've got more calories per meal to play around with if that makes sense would you would you argue though you're limited on your your window of training then because if you, if you want to train for performance you have to do it around your eating window it you completely can't depends that, go on. per person to be honest with you because at the end of the day you yeah it, so it, you, you, adjust, you, don't you? you test and adjust like you said earlier test and adjust it depends when you're able to actually cook as well i mean another quick benefit of intermittent fasting is if you if you know that you're going to be having like a, a barbecue or a big slip up slap up meal but you you need to stay in like a certain amount of calories then there's no reason why you can just skip breakfast, 
skip lunch and then just wait out until you know barbecue comes around you're not listen you're not going to die and you're not going to starve by not eating for what 12 or so hours or 14 hours it's weird it goes against societal norms you know people will be concerned and some people might even order it's a you know an eating disorder and you know it's out of my scope of practice to say whether it is or isn't but at the end of the day, literature shows that it's not going to inherently kill you. It's just another way to restrict calories and help you adhere to that. Yeah, nice one. Andy, you want to say, mate? Uh, me personally, guys, if you're going to do intermittent fasting, take three um, scoops of pre-workout and go full send. Let me know <laughs> how you get <laughs> Yeah. Don't, don't let your body adjust. Just go full send on a fucking assault bike workout. <laughs> yeah. But now, guys, uh, for those of you listening out there, if you've got any sort of questions or you want any more advice, because as I said, it's a very personal conversation. This one, so this, it's not it's not a one size fits all on whether you can train on an empty stomach or not. It's very personal to your sort of goals and your sort of the convenience of your life. So if you want more advice, want a bit of help, just get in touch with any of us. Uh, all our Instagram handles are listed in the show notes. Obviously, the website's got its own email. Uh, just get in touch, and we'll we'll try and help you the best we can. Um, yeah. Any anything else, lads? Or we'll, we'll wrap, wrap it up, it up for this week. Lads, I'll see you next week. Adios, see you Been next a pleasure. week. Yes. As always, thanks for listening. If you've got any questions about this topic or need a bit of advice, then you can head over to chatshitgetfit.com and fire us a message via the contact form and we will help the best we can. While you're over there though, it'd be great if you could sign up to the newsletter as this is kind of the best way we can keep you up to date on everything Chat Shit Get Fit related. So we will see you next week, same time, same place, for a brand new episode. See you soon. Thank you.